Howdy, Pilgrims. A few awesome startup updates for y'all today, from Series A all the way through to an acquisition breakdown. First up, you'll hear about Zoomph. Oomph! <laughs> a leading partnership insights platform in the sports and entertainment space in the recent $4 million Series A led by Jurassic Capital. All right, bringing some extra oomph into oh, yeah. the sports and entertainment space. Then we'll break down Bedrock, a company that uses autonomous underwater vehicles to map the ocean floor, fresh off a $25.5 million Series A, co-led by North Zone and Primary Venture Partners. Yeah, and to wrap up this week's dose, we will break down the $4.9 billion acquisition of leading gaming company Scopely by Savvy Games, a gaming company operating under the Saudi Public Investment Fund. A great variety this week, another diversified dose, and we're excited to dive into it with you all. Here we go. You see here, kid? You gotta just go for it. Don't think about what comes after or what came before. You just gotta bend your knees, take a deep breath, and jump. This is VenturePill, your weekly dose of startups and venture capital. We break down recent startups in the news and interview founders and investors to help you stay informed in the evolving world of venture. Okay, for the first company this week's dose, we have Zoomph, a leading partnerships insights platform in the sports and entertainment space that recently raised a $4 million Series A led by Jurassic Capital. Now, this round also included participation from La Lotte Ventures and a few others. And Zoomf is a partnership insights platform that enables brands, leagues, teams, and media to measure partnership portfolios and gain insights into their target audience. Founded in 2016, the company has rapidly grown to become a leading provider of partnership insights, supporting notable customers like the Golden State Warriors, WWE, Wasserman, NASCAR, and Activision Blizzard, one of the biggest gaming engines out there. And so their technology offers these organizations comprehensive solutions to explore engagement across various platforms, including social, streaming, and many more. These tools provide precise broadcast media valuations and consumer insights, thereby enhancing these partnership strategies for these corporations. So you mentioned these valuations and insights. So here's some examples of what they do to give you a feel. So they allow these companies to measure earned and social content. They collect both owned and earned social posts, provide a 360-degree view of the social media channel performance to help shape and value content and report back to partners. It's all about the data. A little bit more on the media value, they help you understand and derive the value of each post on socials uh, using their industry standard values, or you can add your own custom rate cards for CPM and other metrics that you may be interested in. Uh, last one I wanted to note was asset valuation. So this helps accurately evaluate brand reach and value. So their model uses vision AI to measure five factors that impact recognition and perception of fans, discounting these factors to ultimately provide uh, an encompassing brand value. So really cool. I, I didn't think about like oh, these companies are having to value their brand and their assets right. and their posts, all these digital things and, and less tangible things. Uh, that's what this company is really helping these brands do. Yeah, it's awesome. And 
frankly, I'd love to have something like this for VenturePill, right? Yeah. Get some of these insights. And so you touched on some of the key offerings that they have here, but there's some additional ones, including benchmarking solutions that allow companies to really drill down and pinpoint on their audience data. Additionally, there's broadcast-specific solutions, which is a key area for these companies and brands that need accurate data and valuable insights. And lastly, there's customer insights, which includes things like industry reports and more. Yeah, we've covered quite a bit of companies within the sports and entertainment space, but none quite like this. Mm-hmm. And and that's why it caught our attention. So, you know, nothing crazy here, just providing the data, the insights and the expertise to these companies entrusted by big brands. I mean, the Warriors, WWE, NASCAR, like these are giant companies and trusting a startup. So that's a big vote of confidence. Mm-hmm. The Series A will, will pour some fuel on that fire and allow them to probably invest in more sales and, and get more of those big names on board. Yeah, within the venture capital space and also the broader scope of the corporate world, uh, it's, it's no secret that by now companies are willing to shell out cash for good, accurate data. And this is another company demonstrating that. And again, if you're able to provide differentiated, data-driven insights to a company, they're willing to pay for it. All right, our second company for this week's dose, we have Bedrock, which just raised a $25.5 million Series A, co-led by North Zone and Primary Venture Partners with participation from Valor Equity Partners, a name that we've been seeing in the news a lot recently Mm -hmm. and joined by others. And so what do they do? The startup specializes in autonomous underwater vehicles, AUVs, and it also has a digital platform for underwater data collection and mapping. And so they use their AUVs to survey, inspect, and map coastal areas, primarily targeting offshore wind farms and energy companies. Really, really cool. So a little bit more on why why even do this. So the demand for offshore wind energy has been rapidly increasing, along with the demand for renewable energy sources. Traditional methods of surveying and inspecting the seafloor are inefficient and costly, And so enter Bedrock, which aims to revolutionize the sector by providing a much more efficient and scalable, cost-effective set of solutions with their autonomous underwater vehicles and their digital data platform, as you mentioned. Right. And a little bit more under the hood here of how it works, not that we're experts on (laughs) autonomous underwater vehicles. Love a good AUV. (laughs) But Bedrock's AUVs are designed to operate underwater, of course, and gather essential data about the seafloor and its surroundings. And the AUVs are equipped with various sensors, such as bathymetry, backscatter, side scan sonar, and magnetic readings, which allows them to collect detailed and valuable information about the seafloor shape, hardness, and potential objects that may be out there. Wow, that is next level. That is literally Um, a new word. (laughs) (laughs) Bathymetry, I love it. They use an online platform called Mosaic to process and present the data that they capture. Mm -hmm. And so it's this all-encompassing, end-to-end, vertically integrated solution. Hardware, software. (laughs) (laughs) No, but jokes aside, uh, you know, an all-encompassing solution here. And why is it important? You know, again, going back to these traditional methods of seafloor surveys, they involve large ships and sonar units, which have several downsides, including high costs, environmental disturbances, and limited data details. Right, and so that's where Bedrock differentiates itself, with their AUVs providing faster, more accurate, and environmentally friendly ways of collecting data, 
with the potential to deliver results in just a day compared to months or even wow. years that it can take for traditional methods. And that's a valuable difference in time there. And it's especially crucial for offshore wind developers who need rapid and reliable data to secure contracts and land deals for where they're gonna build their wind farms. Additionally, the collected data has value for scientists, the military, advocacy organizations, and probably a lot of other corporations out there. That's a list that could go on and on, mm -hmm. I'm sure. So a little bit more on their business model. Bedrock initially considered operating as an AUV as a service or otherwise known as an AUVAS provider. <laughs> the first uh, ever. <laughs> yeah, an AUVAS provider that would scan coastal areas for customers and then build them accordingly. Instead, they adopted a self-powered data play model where they identify valuable areas to survey and then sell the data to interested parties. This allows them to maintain control over the valuable intellectual property they create. And so looking forward, the bigger mission with Bedrock is to eventually explore and map the entire ocean. Oh. But more immediately, right, in the, more immediately in the short term, the goal is to expedite the wind farm construction process. And also, those wind farms are long-term installations that will probably require somewhat frequent inspection and maintenance. And that's another potential avenue for Bedrock to look into down the line. Yeah, I mean, that's a big mission there to explore and map the entire ocean. <laughs> and it's crazy, we, we know so little about the ocean. Uh, you know, there's some stats out there that I probably would would butcher, but you know, the, it's a vast majority of the ocean we don't know much about, and the ocean floor we really haven't mapped. There's another company you and I are both familiar with, uh, an alumni ventures portfolio company, TerraDepth, mm -hmm. doing a similar thing. So, uh, yeah, I think there's room for many in this in this quest to map the ocean floor. It'll be interesting to see how how they compete with each other potentially, or if they find different niches like them focusing in on this wind farm uh, market. Seems smart to me, right? It's an immediate need, a little bit easier maybe. Maybe I'm not sure. Not going quite as deep potentially. Yeah. Uh, nice. With with a limited <laughs> <laughs> with a limited knowledge on how, how that stuff works, but. You know, they have this initial plan and then the broader vision. You know, I think that's what VC investors usually are looking for. It's like, what are you going to do right now to get some money flowing, get, you know, get mm -hmm. some testing and iteration, and then what is the big vision? They've got that mapped out. Exact mapped. <laughs> exactly, and I think that fact that you were teetering around but scared to botch was that we know more about outer space than the ocean, mm. uh, which is makes me double take every time I hear yeah. that or see that, literally. What? Um, <laughs> And so we've already seen the great space race play out, and now it looks like we're on the cusp of an ocean floor race, which is yeah. really interesting. And you know, we've we've you and I could gush about this all day long here, but this is the type of venture capital that we love sinking our teeth into, right? People just trying crazy things, innovating in ways that were previously unimaginable, like yeah. the ocean floor. And the ocean floor is definitely yeah. incredibly important, and it's just awesome to see companies finding new ways to collect new data. Alrighty, our last company of this week's dose, one of the biggest companies we've ever covered. It's an acquisition. Savvy Games, a gaming company operating under the Saudi Public Investment Fund, just announced they're planning to acquire Scopely for a whopping $4.9 billion. And I know we say whopping a lot, but that's truly whopping. Although we should mention this is still subject to the old regulatory approval process. So we'll, we'll see how that pans out. Uh, for now, we'll, we'll talk to you a little bit more about what these companies do and, and, and why the acquisition made sense. Scopely was founded in 2011 and is one of the leading game developers in the world, widely known for games like Yahtzee with Buddies. 
Star Trek Fleet Command, Marvel Strike Force, Stumble Guys, and Scrabble Go. I'd love to get Max Albert's take on um, yeah. this. You know, just thought of that. Max Albert, an, an interview we did probably, I love trying to think of what episode it was on the fly. It was like episode E65. 61. 61? Mm-hmm. God, why are you so good at it? <laughs> You don't watch every dose three times over? I, I do. I'm the one that edits it, I guess. <laughs> Whatever. I was in the right decade. <laughs> the right 10. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a great suite of games there. Scrabble Go, that really brings, that really brings back some great memories. Uh, but the company has grown tremendously, especially in the last few years, having acquired several companies of its own, including Disney's Foxnet Games and Sony's GSN Games, for $1 billion. So they've been busy in their own regard. And this type of acquisition activity has become increasingly common within the gaming industry, and so most notably is the Microsoft acquisition of Activision Blizzard last year, something that grabbed the headlines, and frankly, I'm still reading about I feel like now it's an ongoing acquisition, but a huge one. Yeah, these things don't happen like like at once. Mm -hmm. I feel like once we hear about a... The announcement of like a series a b c whatever um you know that's already happened but here it's like almost the speculation like it's been announced it's in process acquisitions are really a whole different ball game when it comes to the world of venture wanted to just quickly break that down since it's been a while since yeah. we covered one um there's many ways to skin the cat so to speak <laughs> when it comes to uh aspects like control who's going to run the company you know, is it going to remain under control of the original um, executive team? Is it going to get blended in with the the acquirer or the parent company? There's also things like brand integration. How will the brand remain? Are they going to keep the name? Are they going to integrate and merge with the parent company similarly? And then lastly, the dollars and cents, right? Equity in the parent company, or is it going to be straight cash money? Uh, there's cash a lot. Money. Yeah, cash money. <laughs> there's a lot of different factors that could that could differ different types of acquisitions. Totally. Yeah. Whenever you see an acquisition announcement, it still feels like there are so many details that need to be straightened out and finalized. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of cash money, it sounds like Scopely investors will be able to cash out while the company will remain operating autonomously as they were before, but now for savvy games. There are, however, ethical concerns surrounding the Saudi government, a topic that many of us are all too familiar with. Those pilgrims out there who may be golf fans, or as some of our favorite podcast hosts, PFT and Big Cat from Pardon My Take, tip of the cap from one podcast yes, to another, sir. call them Dimpleheads. Dimpleheads, yeah. <laughs> the Dimpleheads out there, golf lovers, know that recently the Live Golf League made waves in the world of golf. And then recently announced plans to merge with the PGA Tour. Uh, if you don't know much about this, there were a lot of controversy mm-hmm. around players leaving you know, the main golf league to go out to the Saudi golf league, which was basically buying these players for massive amounts of money. Right. It was an ongoing heated dispute between the two companies. And uh, outside of golf, the Saudis are definitely making a lot of moves in the sports realm altogether. I'd say, you know, for, uh, for people who may know other sports better than golf, Cristiano Ronaldo and a whole flock of soccer players have recently moved over there. Thankfully, the United States got Messi. Yeah. We got him. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But Messi aside, the Saudi government is trying to bring sports right to the precipice for the country. Yeah, and gaming as well. So the Saudi government is apparently investing $38 billion in, in the hopes of becoming the next global hub for games. So sports, entertainment, gaming, they're really trying to invest in all these different areas got a lot of money to put to work and you know the strategy there is like they're they're looking to build you know build their image 
in a different way internationally. Mm -hmm. And so they're they're just deploying this capital all over the place and getting in, in front of the eyes of the, the consumer. It's it's in, it's really interesting. You know, we saw it play out with Live Golf. It it is sort of in the same category with with Scopely and Savvy Games and all these companies that sound American or you know are you know right. run by run by people here and in other countries, but ultimately owned owned by and invested in by the Saudi government. I think it's a it's a it's a conversation that we could have that many others are having, but I think we put the pin in it there and, and let you mull that over yourself. Yeah. Um, congratulations though to the to the Scopely team, 2011 five billion dollar exit. That's that's what those investors are looking for that's and, what and are the made founders. Of. So pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, super cool. That's that's what dreams are made of. That's why you get into the venture capital industry. And curious to see how the regulatory process unveils here. Yep. That wraps up this week's dose. Thanks for joining us as always on these uh, three company doses. We'll be back in a groove, you know, once Brandon and I stop traveling and, and sort of the dog days of summer are behind us. Mm-hmm. We're going to be hitting the ground running in fall. Got some good interviews. We're we're really excited to share with you guys uh, in person here in Austin. So as always. Keep sharing the show. We really appreciate it. We're still growing and building this thing. It's still the early days. Episode 79, we're really on our way to 100 and, and, and beyond. So it's been a blast, partner. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another dose of Startups and Venture Capital. And as always, we appreciate our pilgrims spreading the word about the show. Share with your friends and help someone else make the pilgrimage. See you next time. She told me that she only bumps my music when she's lonely. Thinks my vibes a little low key, okie dokie. That's alright, but wait, I don't know how to do things The views, statements, and opinions expressed herein by the hosts and their guests are their own, and their appearance on the podcast should not be construed as reflecting the views or implied endorsement of Independent Brokerage Solutions, LLC, or any of its officers, employees, or agents. The statements made herein should not be considered an investment opinion, advice, or recommendation regarding securities of any company. This podcast is produced solely for informational purposes and is not to be construed as an offer to sell or the solicitation of an offer to buy a security.